0: And we're back with another episode of Doltmeyer Radio in the Doltmeyer Studios, Noma, Nebraska. And with me today in the studios, Tom and Shane from Udor. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Hello? Good to be here. Yeah, they just flew in to Gotham City. It's pretty (laughs) gnarly outside today, but uh, they're accustomed to that. Minnesota weather is pretty bad in the wintertime. The first time I ever went to Minneapolis is the coldest I've ever been in my entire life. My wife (laughs) ran outside and I said, I don't know how anyone could live up here, dude.
1: Yeah, it hurts sometimes.
0: (laughs) But we're going to be talking today uh, about some UDOR. Uh, We're really excited to have you guys here. Let's just start with this. Why don't you just share a little bit about yourself, your role at UDOR. Yeah, let's start with you, Tom.
1: Yeah, uh, I started with UDOR as the service manager. So I started out, you know, getting my hands a little bit dirty, learning about all the pump lines, how to repair everything. Uh, and that was kind of a nice transition for me. Uh, started working a little bit more with Shane in sales and uh, taking on some more responsibilities, learning a little bit more about our customers, and here I am. Yeah. How many years now? Uh, just over a year. Nice. Yeah.
0: Very
2: nice. Okay. Shane. Yeah, and I've uh, I've been with Udor about three years now, and uh, I've been sales and marketing pretty much the whole time. And... The, uh, best way to learn is kind of get your hands dirty, like Thomas said. So we all, it's a small place, we've got about 15 employees. So we all, uh, kind of wear different hats and can learn different skills and stuff. And we got some of the parts pullers that we're bringing into service now and then to, to learn that, uh, the function of the pumps. And yeah, yeah, And
0: let's just share a little bit. Maybe Shane about UDOR in, in general, maybe give, a you know, some, some of the, the listeners here, uh, uh overview of, of the company.
2: Yeah, so UDAR is kind of split in half. We, do, uh, we manufacture plunger pumps and diaphragm pumps over in Italy. And we generally uh, sell to mostly uh, uh, OEM manufacturers and some di- distribution around the country. And we also carry uh, boomless spray nozzles, a boominator line. Uh, the uh, nozzles that... These ones are always hard to describe. Um, yeah, the boominators spray nozzles and accessories that go along with the pumps, along with some uh, fittings that we manufacture in house as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. They, and they've been in business now for how many years, UDOR?
2: Uh About twenty-five years now.
0: Yeah, yeah. You bottom. guys were. I know we were uh, before we jumped on the mics. We, we were explaining a little bit about you guys are building a new facility, right? You want to talk about a little bit about that? Yeah,
1: Tom? so it's a, a new warehouse that was purchased. They're doing some uh, demolition in there right now and kind of expanding out and making it right for us. Uh, so, yeah, that new building should provide us with about double the space that we have right now in uh, storage as well as some more uh, expanded manufacturing capabilities and service capabilities as well.
2: Yep, bring so, in some more help to some more yep. people.
0: Yeah, and we'll we'll get to that in a little bit as far as like uh, you know the the labor and and inventory levels and supply chain uh, but uh, b- before we, we we dive into some of that I I kind of just want to have you guys uh, feature and, and showcase Udor a little bit more what what separates Udor from the rest of the competitors out there?
2: so as far as the pumps go uh, you've got diaphragm pumps and plunger pumps they all function pretty much the same. It's the back end, the inventory levels, it's the customer service that you get. And I know that's kind of a cliche thing to say, but it, it truly makes a difference. We, uh, we find that spending the time with the end users, the, uh, the farmers actually applying the chemicals and the, uh, the pressure washer guys that own businesses, soft washing houses and doing different things. We're on the, day, or on the phone day in and day out with those guys, trying to get them through problems. Not only trying to fix the pump and get it back up and running, but teaching them what exactly happened with it so it can prevent it from happening, uh, in the future, and that way we find they're the best marketing that we can possibly have Is they're going to the manufacturers, demanding that oodors get put on the next sprayers that they buy. And it's kind of what sets us apart. Not a lot of other places do that.
0: Yeah. Individual attention. Someone gives yep. you guys a call and, and, uh, you guys can custom just for that particular yep. customer. Yep. Yep.
2: And even the end users, their customers, customers, and and sometimes customer's our, customer. our pumps change hands maybe four different times before really? it gets to the actual person that's using it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: No, I tell you what, I just, uh, I was on a, uh, a, kind of like a podcast YouTube, uh, there's a guy out there, uh, who's the high pressure King, right. And he's into the, the soft wash, uh, market, which is growing. A lot.
1: Absolutely. It's incredible.
0: There's a there's a show um that happens once a year out there in uh I think it's Nashville. The huge show.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You guys go out there?
2: Yeah. We walked it this year. We kind of just found out about the last minute the week before. One of our customers was like, Hey you going to the huge show? like Well, it's a huge show. It's like it's been going on forever. How do you heard about it <laughs> Oh I know, <laughs> yep. right? But it was it was it was truly huge. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, we got we got
0: a there we go we just <laughs> we gotta get the audience inside over here too right so uh yeah i i i uh i i i think that uh just the uh, uh like you guys said the the cross functionality of where where different markets uh can be applied to is a tremendous advantage yep right rather than just isolating and i don't know the lawn and, and garden right like it just it it applies to so many different yep. uh to different markets um, let's talk a little bit about some of the products uh, that you guys uh, are, are, are super uh, you know keen on and and some of the stuff that we carry I know we could talk about but uh, you know what, what gets you guys excited about some of the products that are coming out
2: uh, a new pump line that we have uh, it's brand new as of 2020 I think it finally got finished in manufacturing is. Uh, uh, some of the great big pumps for sewer jetting and hydro excavating they'll do anywhere from 50 gallons a minute all the way up to 100 gallons a minute at 4,000 PSI. So they're they're truly massive. Yep. They uh, uh, take a couple guys to lift them up, and those are gaining popularity now. We're trying to uh, see what happens with those.
1: Yep. I think for me, the, uh, the hot water pumps, I mean, up to 185 degrees, that's kind of a new thing that uh, has been in development for a little bit, too, and truly has a a niche market that uh, we haven't been able to capitalize on in the past and i think that's going to be a a big thing for us in the future yeah nice nice
2: we got a a new uh car wash pump too that's actually going to be green so it's going to be distinctively different than the other just by its physical color but the seal makeup of it uh, because of some of the soaps and reagents that they use in the car wash world they uh, put a special seal in there that can hold up to it better, and a nickel-plated head and change some other stuff so it's specific to car wash. Nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. the, uh, the green color on your pumps doesn't really work well with the uh, green screen that we've got back <laughs> over here in this Dolmire Studios where we take these products and we put them in this turntable turn and take a 360 view. UDRA pumps don't look too good. In a,
2: the invisible pumps. It's the invisible <laughs> pumps. I think
0: we found out the hard way. We're like, oh, yeah, sure enough, there's something turning there, but can't see it's the invisible pump. <laughs> what color is it going to be? You said beside, <laughs> What color are you going to change the, the, the pump to? Did you say it's going to be a different color?
2: Yeah, it's going to be green. They're traditionally black. Uh, in Australia, they've got some red ones that they private label for other guys. But, yeah, this one's going to be bright green, so it'll catch some attention. There you go, man, the <laughs> invisible pump.
0: <We're> gonna, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we, we started thinking about like the, the overall market in general and, and uh, this 2022 has just been crazy, right? Uh, coming back from the pandemic. Uh, one of the questions I'd, I'd like to ask you guys is, you know, because you guys are on the ground floor, right? Um, in regards to supply chain and, and just labor, how, how is, how is that, that, that macro, if you will, how is that affecting UDOR?
2: You still cannot or a lot of our customers are still having trouble getting chassis and engines and you cannot sell pumps if you can't get engines because every pump that we have is attached to an engine source or a a power source that has got to turn it and that's been a big struggle for us too we've seen a lot of sales kind of back off a little bit cu- waiting for chassis and then they'll come rushing in at the same time because will unleash 500 for the usa and then all of a sudden we'll get bombarded with orders and trying to keep up with the feast and famine has been difficult but sure. we've been trying to keep inventory extra high just expecting that there's going to be rushes of it and kind of, kind of lulls in between
0: have you yeah. guys had to kind of find replacement you know like you can't get the chat like different parts coming in from your normal place have to now come from somewhere else just to get product finished yeah
1: yeah, we've seen customers definitely get very creative with how they're driving pumps it's not just a traditional gearbox anymore they're really looking at different options and how to run a certain pump off of a different engine too uh, and seeing hey i've got this weird engine what can i run on this thing and just kind of coming to us with some of those questions.
2: This has kind of pushed the uh, the battery incentive too. <clears throat> like Honda's come up with, a um, – all, all the, ma- uh, the manufacturers of engines have come up with more uh, ammunition to accelerate the uh, the the battery part.
1: Yep.
0: And the uh, the assembly line, so to speak, right? And, and putting putting these pumps together. I mean, there, there's. Has there been labor issues going on with you guys, like, not finding enough help? I mean, everywhere you turn
1: nowadays, you just see, like, there's help wanted, you know what I mean? We've got a few pretty reliable guys, you know. We we haven't really had too many issues with our, our own labor. Our, our labor force here
2: but over in italy yeah. where they actually manufacture yep. it and that's where they have how many employees do they have like 200 some people they got tons of employees over there and they're struggling with supply issues for brass and different uh, uh yeah. different uh raw materials that they're getting from russia and then the board breaks <laughs> out so now there's even more complications and stuff added to it so they've been sure. all over the place with with supply and stuff but thankfully ahead of time we had uh we had inventory levels at a good level, so we were able to capitalize on some of the, uh, some of the other stuff. It's uh, a new opportunity. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I know that, that, uh, that war over there is uh, – everyone wants it. Obviously, no one wants war, but it, it doesn't seem like it's going to be going away anytime soon. you think that's going to still have an impact out there in Europe with, uh, with Italy and, and getting mm-hmm. things shipped over here?
2: No, and it uh, kind of just initially that first month or two that there's a lot of unknowns and mm-hmm. there's there a lot of. Uh,
1: I think the uncertainty right away, like yeah. you're getting at, was was a big thing. Um, even just talking, you know, to them as recently as this week, it's seeming like it's more relaxed right now, and oh, they're good. feeling more optimistic.
2: Well, and they found other suppliers in different parts of the world, which is a good thing to diversify, anyways, and not be so reliant on one one uh supplier of of anything and that's true for any uh any builders of anything you don't want to be stuck with any one pump or any one hose you want to have some diversification stuff
0: yeah that's that good old don't put uh, all your eggs in one basket right precisely yeah but we get comfortable we put all our eggs in one basket sometimes (laughs) you know and then we do it again (laughs) (laughs) yes we do uh and uh let, let's talk a little bit about what's happening in the world of UDOR, right? So I, we talked a little bit about the trade shows and, and, and things uh, with, with uh, the huge. And off the, off the, the mic, we did, did talked a little about the wet show. It's a uh, pumper jetter. Uh, w- 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 tell me a little bit more, like what's happening in, in the world of UDOR?
2: We've uh, we've been trying to expand in some different areas that we haven't before. Like we mentioned before, the car wash stuff. We're trying to get some more pumps, some um, some interest in uh, the car wash world. We're trying to uh, see what other shows are out there, see what other industries are are uh, worth. doesn't sound right. Just worth pursuing, and, and uh, World Egg in, in California is coming up soon. It'll be good to see what's going on in the West Coast and,
0: Oh yeah, and I, I should mention to all the listeners today that uh, the reason why uh, Sh- uh, Shane and, and, and Tom are here today is that uh, they've w- we got some on-site training that's happening with our with our wash team and, and also our ag team. So uh, they they're here uh, to educate us. But the, uh, the the what was that the what was that show again? The World of Concrete. That's in that's in California, right?
2: Uh, Vegas. Yeah. It's in Vegas. Vegas? Yep.
0: Oh, and when when is that show?
1: January?
0: Yeah, mid-January. January
1: 18th, 19th, something like that, um, yeah. 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 That'll be a nice time to be out there.
0: Yeah. When it's cold in Minnesota, you head on out to <laughs> warm Las Vegas in, in January. This
1: might not be an accident, yeah. <laughs>
0: and both of you guys are going out to that show, yep. yeah?
1: Yep. Yeah, we'll both be at that one, and uh, as well as the wet show.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah, there's a there is a, um, a, 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 a a was it the Con Expo that's going to be out there in March. It's the first time that we're going to be out there for the industrial division. You guys been there before?
2: Yep, yeah, the Con Egg show. That's a uh, big heavy construction show.
0: Very yeah. It's like every three years, I think, is what they say. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That one, I haven't been to that one. Uh, Udur has participated before me in that one, and uh, we're definitely sending a few guys out there to go to hit the floor and see what's going They new. don't want
0: to send you guys to Vegas a couple of times, right? Once good <laughs> enough, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a, there's there's a, there's the uh, there's actually a car wash show this year. The ICA, the, the big one, is actually in Vegas as well. Yep. We'll
2: have a booth there this year.
0: Been, but you guys will be there? No.
2: Yeah, we're, yep. we're just playing there. We're going to have a you booth there. You too, though. There. You're going to be at
0: the... Yep. At yep. Yep. Oh, okay. Out, okay. there. All right. So there we go. We, we're going to have... Uh, Two Vegas in one year. <laughs> Two Vegas shows in one year. Boy, that's, that's a good one right there.
2: We actually just got back from Vegas. We did a uh, marijuana show out there. It was a MJ oh. BizCon. Okay. Vegas, it's always an interesting experience every time you go, but that time it was, uh, it was extra, <laughs> extra interesting. Please enlighten
0: me on how the uh, MJ Business show, I mean, because it's legal out there, right? So, you, I mean, yep. was just at the trade show everyone just kind of like uh, Cheech and chong and just like walking around and you know like you're trying to have a conversation and all of a sudden they're like hey Shane how you going man <laughs> like, you know like just glazed over like is that kind of how it went <laughs> not quite not quite
2: <laughs> <laughs> there was some of that okay oh uh, yeah but no that was that was very interesting because it was every every step of the process so you've got the collecting of the seeds you got the planting the um what is the word I'm looking for? The
1: hydroponics, yep. you kind of have that piece of it. You have the production, um, you know, all the way to the extraction process of uh, the oils, the cannabinoids and everything yep. with it too. And so p- it's been a good experience for us to learn a little bit more about it and what we might be missing out on there too. Yep. so
2: There's a lot of misting that happens through the humidity control as the plants are growing. And yeah, every aspect is very interesting to learn more about it. Yeah, that is, that is. I don't know if
0: uh, Doltmeyer is going to be not there for the MJ business uh, show anytime soon, but uh, (laughs) you never know, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, Okay. So um, what else, guys? What what else can you share? What what else can we talk about?
2: Our uh, Boominator line, I want to talk on that a minute. So we have been manufacturing those for the last about 15 years. They're a uh, boomless spray nozzle, so they'll eliminate the need for the great big booms that go on the back of tractors or golf courses and stuff like them for hard to get to areas. But those have grown in popularity like crazy. Uh, we have a brand new uh, branch of those. It's our straight through line of them that they'll come out of the... Um, describe that. I think it'll, the words will come better out of your <laughs> mouth. <laughs>
1: Uh, those would be traditionally used on like the end of the boom, yeah, uh, yeah. where yeah. you would traditionally have your last nozzle that would spray straight down, but then the straight through nozzle would be the last one mounted horizontally with the ground. So it would actually spray a little bit further out. Those are up to what, like 23 feet or something Oh like wow! That. Everywhere from uh, it can it, it be depends, a super short
2: yeah. to like five feet out to potentially 30 feet. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, and then even down to, you know, as small as a, a guy trying to do a food plot for his deer population on his land where you do two of those and uh mount it on the back of your side by side of your four wheeler and you can cover a you know, thirty, forty foot swath just with two nozzles off the back of your four wheeler. Yeah, that's really good. Nice cool.
2: large droplet size so the wind drift isn't such a such a big effect yeah. to it and yep. puts it straight where it needs to be. Yeah, that's
0: great. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you will get a lot of traction on that, especially with uh a
1: lot of, uh, the golf courses, right. But yep. th- these guys have to spray like every day, you know, yep. and spraying the terrain, like we've talked about a lot around like the bunkers and, and even heavily tree areas where, uh, you're not going to get in there with a big boom, uh, it's a lot easier to spray with those boomless nozzles in those areas too.
2: And actually uh, around the edges of farm fields and stuff you've got the fence lines that you need to get sprayed so they'll actually add it to the very end of their boom to go around the perimeter of their property and spray uh round up or whatever you will they kill some of the vegetation so it doesn't yep. creep in
1: yeah and that would be like a one of the fence line nozzles It's yep. a specific spray pattern and then we also have uh, roadside nozzles that a lot of uh, state department of transportation uh, organizations use uh, so we see those go around quite a bit for just uh, weed control and vegetation control in the roadways, in the right of
2: ways, and stuff as well.
0: Yeah, I mean that's pretty interesting because there's all these uh, super weeds now. You know what I mean? Where they they're trying to use different chemicals to try to just eliminate these weeds that won't die. So I mean now you got a super powerful boomless nozzle that just says "the hell with you, weed." We're going to take you out, man. Yep. doesn't matter anymore. Yep. 30 feet away, two feet away. <laughs> <You>
2: better watch <laughs> yourself. <laughs>
1: and those nozzles are stainless so it can handle that new material, that material being put on there, that nasty stuff to kill it. So.
2: Yeah. Chuck Norris nozzles.
1: <laughs> That's how we need to brand them.
2: <laughs> Chuck Norris uses these
0: nozzles, right? That's how. <laughs> there you go. There, see? What else we got over here, guys? And we can we this this all can be edited. I'm just trying to remember if there was anything else that we we had to we wanted to touch on.
2: That's pretty much it in a nutshell. Yeah. Nothing else missing there. Okay. <clears throat> Any areas that we got to redo? Has it word scripts or, script or anything?
0: No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, well. Uh, before i get you guys out of here i want to ask you just a quick question cuz you know we're minnesota's up big 10 we got nebraska's big 10 and <laughs> you know where where i'm going with all this yep, yep. and uh you know we just got rid of scott frost we got had some issues with uh, mickey, yeah. mickey joseph going out he's getting he's getting a little <laughs> angry so he, he he was a little angry elf this year uh, i don't know what's going to happen with him but uh, we've got matt rule who's yeah, uh, yeah. you know c- coming into town uh he's trying to rebuild a program that uh needs to be rebuilt like four or five times already so he's
1: he's trying to rebound here too i think after a not so great stint in the nfl yeah i know yeah yeah we've got pj for another seven years up at uh, minnesota so
0: it's always a good it's always a good battle up there Mm -hmm. but uh i mean what's your guys prediction for uh, uh for 2023 give me a prediction Sports, anything. Tom, you go first. Tell me, tell me what, your, what your thoughts are for a prediction. Could be economy, could be sports. Oh boy. Give, me, give me something good.
1: Well, I'm a homer when it comes to Minnesota sports. I think we get Carlos Correa back with the Twins. Okay. And I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Vikings at least make it to the divisional round, maybe the Super Ooh, Bowl. <laughs>
0: okay, okay.
1: I will be heartbroken. I'm already expecting that. <laughs> uh
0: shane, shane, shane uh is like me he got multiple children, so uh it's okay if we <laughs> if your predictions uh you know go with the latest uh, disney show or you know the but uh, what do you think shane for, give me a for, give me something
2: I'm optimistic with the uh the attacks of the recession and some of the things that we're seeing, i think it's gonna Bounce back and we're going to be all right. We're going to have uh, some banner years and, and, uh, like all things with the, with the shortages of, uh, supplies that forces us to outreach and, and, uh, like we talked about earlier, not putting all our eggs in one basket. And well, I think it'll be, uh, end up being a, a good thing five years. from so now we'll look back at all this and like, oh, that's the best thing that's ever happened.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's a that's optimistic right there, man. Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, just a follow up to that, uh. You know, that that mentioned there, Shane. Did did you guys see any contraction during during the last couple of years with, with business? Did, has it, did it slow down at all? Like, I don't think so, right? Like Not with you guys.
2: Mm-mm. It was kind of ebbs and flows with it. At first, just like toilet paper hoarding, it was, everybody was afraid <laughs> that they're not going to be able to get stuff. So they put in orders like crazy and just bought everything off the shelf, even though if they've never bought it before, just in case they couldn't get it. But then they uh, couldn't get engines. They started not being able to get different pieces of it, so then, ooh, let's back off and on the pump orders and some of the stuff that goes with that. And it's been... The last two years have honestly been banner years for us. They've been... Uh, uh, we've been fortunate that way because I know a lot of people have struggled, but we've, uh, we've we've picked up business and we've done better than we have yeah. ever. Yeah, that's... yeah. That's How about you guys? Don't marry.
0: Yeah, that's, that's kind of... The, it's very similar. Uh, you know, we... Uh, Inventory, we, we've had to make sure that we we get as much as possible because of all these crazy lead times. But for the most part, yeah, I mean, business really hasn't skipped a beat. Um, just have to order ahead of time as much as possible and just getting that information out there to our customers that hey, if, if you need something, don't wait. Because if, if you don't have, if we if we have it, you should probably pick it up as soon as possible because someone else might get it. And then you might have to be waiting a long time.
2: You know what I mean? as far as some proactivity which isn't a bad thing either
0: yeah yeah and like you guys expanding with the uh, bigger warehouse and everything like that that's kind of what doltmeyer's looking at as well as trying to figure out how we can create more warehouse space and get more inventory good inventory especially yep. from Udo, right that's why you guys are here we're, we're going to try to get some more supplies from you
2: guys yeah, yeah. And i was going to mention your facility is beautiful here you guys keep it very clean and orderly and uh there's some notes that we'll have to take back to uh, yeah. <laughs> to try to implement in our personal lives and at the shop too. So, well, yeah, appreciate well, you guys having us.
0: Yeah, and I, I tell you, what, I appreciate you guys coming out here today and uh, jumping on the mics. Uh, I know we've been trying to get this thing lined up for such a long time, and it's much better in person than it is online. So, appreciate you guys. Thanks for coming. And uh, if someone had any, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, right? Um, what would be the best way for them if they had any questions? How would they reach you?
2: Either art. Do you get phone numbers and stuff the, uh, on the radio?
0: Yeah, you can. You could do. I mean, don't. Maybe you don't want to give out your cell phone number, but <laughs> no, just the office number. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah,
2: you can. Uh, you can either call us. You can uh, email me or Tom at uh, Shane at UDORUSA.com or Tom P at EudorUSA dot com, or you can call us at six five one seven eight five zero six six six. Or uh, just reach out to us on social media. We're on uh, Instagram and Facebook and message us on, in the, on there and we can help you with, with anything you got.
0: And if you're in Vegas, please stop by the UDOR booth. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that, that'll do it for today's episode and we'll catch you on the next one.
1: Thank you, Drew.